What's up, everyone? Welcome to the Life with Louie podcast. I'm your host, Louis Ramos. Follow me on IG at Louis underscore freaking underscore Ramos. And on Twitter at Life with Louie podcast. Today is going to be a few topics, a few different topics um, about what's going on in the week. First of all, I want to start off with talking about a big fight on ESPN. And it's for free. It's on ESPN, ESPN Plus. Guys, check it out. Lomachenko versus Lopez. Both talented fighters, both great fighters. We're going to find out who's the better fighter on Saturday. My personal thing, I'm going for Lopez. The reason why, I feel ESPN and Teddy Atlas overhyped Lomachenko. The man only has like seven fights under his belt. And they already pushed this man as one of the greatest fighters of all time. Mind you, they haven't put him on pay-per-view just yet. They haven't sold him as a, pay- a pay-per-view fighter just yet. And it's shocking because he's an Eastern European fighter going against a Mexican, a fighter of Mexican descent. And that, that should be a seller on pay-per-view, yet it's not. And I think I know, I think they know. They bit off more, they can, more of what they could chew by calling him one of the greatest fighters of all time. Excuse me, guys. I know I'm stuttering a lot today. Um, but it should be a great fight. UFC also has a fight this weekend on ESPN. Um, Brian Ortega against the Korean Zombie. If you're an MMA fighter, check uh, MMA fan, check that out. Should be a great action fight. But back to the Lomachenko-Lopez fight. I think it's going to be a great fight. I'm not thrilled how ESPN has hyped up Lomachenko. To me, it's very much how HBO had put all their stock in Manny Pacquiao. Which, Manny Pacquiao is a legendary fighter, one of the greatest of all time. But they put all their stock in Manny Pacquiao. They ignored a lot of other fighters. They were feeding Manny Pacquiao fighters who were good for his style. Mainly fighters who had that Mexican fighting style who weren't really good at moving. That he could land those punches. And look what it eventually did to HBO. HBO overhyped. I don't want to say overhyped Manny. I think Manny Pacquiao, again, is a great fighter. But HBO hyped him up more than what it should have been. And when that stock died against the Mayweather in the Mayweather fight and the Juan, Mel, Juan Manuel Marquez fight, instead of bringing up other fighters like they should have been doing, it kind of went down with the ship. Not saying Pacquiao stock dropped. The man is 40 years old and he could still go against some of the best in the world. Is he 40 years or almost 40 years old? I'm not even sure how old this man is, but he still could go against one of the best in the world. In the twilight of his career, maybe. Unless this guy just keeps going. And he could still go. He beat Keith Thurman. This guy could still go. But ESPN, to me, is doing the same thing with Lomachenko. They're grabbing up Lomachenko. Everything he does is phenomenal. According to the commentators, and I understand you, you're investing your stock. You and you know, you want to make sure you push them to the the limits to make the money. But at the same time, seven fights under his belt. Great fighters, really talented. You can't sell them on pay per view. You're pushing them to be, and every network does this when they get a 
talented white fighter or a great white fighter or a fighter, let me not say white, a fighter of European descent. They push him to be the great white hope. Whether it's a European-American, white American, or just a European from Eastern Europe, they've been killing it in boxing the last couple of years. They took over the heavyweight division. They dominate the super middleweight division. They're crushing the light heavyweight division and cruiserweight division because a lot of these fighters are coming out of that old Soviet Union system where they were basically bred for this sport. So definitely check out Lomachenko Lopez. It's a deal. It's free. Don't let it go to waste because they're going to eventually put this guy on pay-per-view. You want, you're going to want to see if either of these guys are going to be worth your money to watch on pay-per-view one day. So definitely check that fight out on Saturday. Again, also, if you're not a boxing fan and you're more MMA fan, Brian Ortega and the Korean Zombie this Saturday as well. But I want to talk about also politics, which I guess is going to be a big topic until the New Year, since I we all know after Election Day there's going to be a fiasco. And these guys are going to take long, two stubborn old men are going to take long to concede if they feel there's funny business, which they should with the voting system, but it's not talking about any of the politicians. It's talking about the grief people have been given Ice Cube this last week for going to both parties for his community with a plan. What are you going to do for my community? And people being upset because he's not blindly voting Democrat. I find that to be amazing to me. I always, I don't understand people's blind loyalty to a party. Now, this, this goes across racial, all racial guidelines and all, almost all um, social classes. Let's look at it like this. The Democratic Party has been pandering to the black community for the last 70 years, 60, 70 years. And for the most part, nothing has changed. Now, I'm not saying you should vote Republican. Republicans have been pandering to the poor white communities for, for forever. You go to some of the poorest white communities that are stricken in poverty and they vote Republican nonetheless. Doesn't change their community. Still have a high rate of welfare. High rate of um, opioid addiction. And, and issues that, doesn't, that don't change. Why not do what Ice Cube did or go to your community leader and say, hey, what are, what are these candidates offering us? I'm not saying, though, okay, you're a Democrat. You got to. I understand you being loyal, but at the same time, guys, look at what it's doing to your community. Some of you guys are fighting to the point where you don't even want to talk to people no more because, oh, he's a Trump supporter or he's or she's a Biden supporter. It's ridiculous. Ice Cube is doing the right thing. You guys go to businesses and ask if the business could give you a discount. And if they don't give you a discount or deals, you're not shopping there. But you refuse to go to your 
candidates and political candidates and ask them, what are you going to do for my community? Because you're so wrapped up on being part of a party. It's a gang mentality. Now, I'm not no political expert. I get caught up in the hype sometimes, too, of them arguing. But there is no way that I'm going to stay loyal to a party when I know both of these people are fighting for my vote. They should be fighting for my vote. It shouldn't be, oh, I'm just going to vote for you because you're a Democrat or you because you're a Republican. That's crazy. We've seen this type of mentality before, guys. History has a tendency to repeat itself if we don't learn from it. We've seen it in Germany (laughs) during World War II and what the Holocaust led to. People blindly supporting a candidate. Because of the party and his particular views. Now, of course, I'm not saying either candidate is as bad as Hitler. That's that's a comparison I'm, I won't make. But this being wrapped up in a party, people, just to get Trump out, which I understand, you don't have to like him. I'm not saying I'm a fan of him neither. I've talked about this in past podcasts, past episodes. You don't have to vote for him but right away oh i'm voting for anybody that's democrat some of these guys didn't even have a plan going into the thing i'm telling i said it i said it on my social media accounts if bloomberg was going against trump i would have voted for trump i did not like bloomberg as a mayor in new york city a lot of people did i feel differently The thing is, we have to learn, every community, is that we have to learn how to deal with inflation and gentrification. Gentrification could only be stopped with learning group economics. It's not the president's fault and none of this other stuff. We don't take care of our communities. The property value goes down. Gentrification starts coming in. Okay, well, this is cheap. I'm going to build something here that's going to raise the property value up. You can no longer afford your rent. That's an issue. That's a huge issue. And then red modern-day red line starts what Trump is basically trying to do with the suburbs now. Well, you can't move into this neighborhood because it's going to lower my property value. So gentrification is going to happen until it's pushing you into the outskirts of the poorest neighborhoods, gathering tons of people together, and it's just going to create a mess. Now, inflation. Inflation, you're not going to stop. And people, again, oh, well, under this guy, this, this, it's going to happen regardless. What you need to be doing to counter inflation is demand wage increases. For your job. So Ice Cube going to different candidates and saying, hey, what are you going to do for my community? And the candidate that gives him the best response, hey, he's getting my vote. That's how it's supposed to be. It's not supposed to be, oh, I'm, I'm blue through and through. or I'm red till I'm dead. That's, that's gang mentality. They do that in the streets. <laughs> you know, it, it's ridiculous to have that mentality when it comes to politics. 
particularly when you don't know what the other candidate is offering you. Not saying Joe Biden didn't have a, a plan for certain communities and not saying Trump don't have a plan for certain communities. I'm just saying to go into it blindly. People were already lining up to vote this guy out, no matter who the Democrats picked. It got to a point where my personal belief is you could have gotten a Hitler-like candidate into the Democratic Party and people would have voted for him just to get Trump out. People vote on emotions. Oh, well, he's locking up kids. Oh, well, he's doing this. I understand. But what else? How can you benefit from him as president? You can't stop him if he gets elected. You could, we could complain on Facebook. We could do all our yelling like he did last time. I understand he's not the greatest person in the world. Most likely neither is Joe Biden. But make them work for your vote. Let them know that if they're not giving you what they promise you, you're not going to back them next election. If you make these candidates come to your communities and work for your vote, I guarantee you a lot of stuff will get better. And that's all Ice Cube was, Ice Cube was doing. Ice Cube was doing the smart thing. And yet people have the nerve to call him names, call him a traitor. That is Utterly ridiculous. Utterly ridiculous. And again, the internet plays a big role because now you have people posting defund the police. You can't defund the police. Let's be real, guys. Reform, different training, different aspects of how the police could operate in the neighborhood. Get people who are familiar with the neighborhood to become police in that particular neighborhood. But to defund the police, that's crazy. That's crazy. It's crazy to me that people um, let social media like grab them. And people are so passionate about one party because they hate one person. Make them both work for your vote. I'm not a fan of Trump, guys. I'm not. But I'm telling you, make them work for your vote. People... Died for your right to vote, not for you to vote blindly, for you to make sure these politicians grind for you. That goes from your local politician, which is the most important, because that's how you're going to see results in your neighborhood, all the way to the federal point of the presidency, where you're going to see federal, whether it's taxes or some kind of federal grants affect your community. That's all Ice Cube is doing. But that's enough of that subject. I think Ice Cube did the smart thing. I think we could all learn a lesson from him. Of course, extremists on both sides are going to come and say it's ridiculous. That's your opinion. Vent to me on social media to get my Twitter popping because my Twitter's dry as hell. Vent to me on there. Get it popping. Debate. Whatever you need to do. I need more followers and more um, interactions. Anyway, <laughs> the next thing I want to talk about, talking about capitalism. Is the video game industry. Oh my God. How has how has it changed? Not even the video game industry. Even streaming services are trying it. Disney and ESPN. Well, both part of the same company. But wow. you. I signed up for Disney Plus. And I got to pay for to watch Mulan. I'm not going to watch it either which way. But I got to pay to watch Mulan if I want to watch it. I signed up for ESPN Plus. And I got to pay $70 for a pay-per-view. Not me. 
And if you guys do that, all streaming services are going to take notice and going to put exclusive things out where you have to pay for on top of paying for the streaming service. Because the video game industry done it. The microtransactions. For me personally, and I love video games. I've been playing video games since I was a little kid. I'll show you my age. I've been playing video games since Atari and Nintendo. You used to get the complete game. Suddenly, PS... Where I could remember the first real, that was like awkward microtransaction happened with the PS2. But before I get to that, you had like Nintendo and stuff doing doing these things with certain equipment that you got to buy for the game or whatever. That's, I, I get that. Didn't work. Sega tried it with the Sega CD and the Sega 32, 32-bit thing. I forgot whatever that system was called. They tried it. Didn't work. So you still get the complete game. PS2 did it with the PSP and Raw, Raw versus SmackDown. To get an exclusive character, you had to have both systems. Well, even before that, Nintendo did it with Pokemon. You get a Pokemon Red and Pokemon Blue. And you get exclusive Pokemon on each. And then you had to trade up, which was cool. It's a social thing. But these microtransactions that they're doing now is ridiculous. You don't get a complete game. The new generations, are, new generation consoles are coming out. And not only are they coming out, the games might be $70, close to $80. And on top of that, then you got to pay to get exclusive stuff for the game. Or to get the really the quote-unquote complete game. It's ridiculous. You know what? If that's going to be the case, charge me 40 bucks. And if I have to spend the extra 30 for, uh, 40 bucks on it afterwards, then fine. But if you're going to charge me 70 and then I got to pay an extra 30 to 40 to 50 bucks to get the complete game on these ridiculous bundles, it's nonsense. Fortnite's been doing it. Fortnite is a free-to-play game, but to really enjoy it or get caught up or swept up in the hype, you have to buy the skins. You have to buy virtual currency, or you have to grind out and earn it for hours. I've seen, I, I never really got into Fortnite, but I, because I only played the basics, I never bought anything. I've seen if you don't buy anything, you get clowned. It's like a peer pressure thing to, oh man, these guys are clowning me online. I need to get an exclusive skin. Fortnite has been doing it. A lot, of, a lot of these games do these ridiculous microtransactions. EA Sports is known for it. Now 2K is doing the same thing. With this virtual currency so you could do my, my player. Now, I'm a big fan of um, FIFA and MLB The Show. 2K, I, I used to love 2K basketball. I don't play online. So that don't, the virtual currency don't really bother me. I could understand that. More so than, okay, I'm going to buy, for example, pulling out of thin air, Street Fighter. And four months from now, I got to pay for four exclusive characters. That makes no sense to me. We allow it, and that's why they continue to do it. You know, some of these games come, they, and they come, some of them games come very incomplete. The good thing about modern video games is they could patch it up. But it's, 
it's become ridiculous. It's turned me off. I don't think I'm going to jump into the new generation consoles anytime soon. I've been stuck on playing PS3 right now, Tiger Woods Golf. On the PS4, I've been playing, believe it or not, a very kiddie game, but it's fun. Car Races 2 Nickelodeon. Been playing that as well. Um, I, I think I noticed it after the PS3 that I started slightly losing interest in a lot of the video games. I, I enjoyed the hell out of PS3. PS4, I enjoyed... But not as much as I was really enjoying the PS3. I, I, I love my Switch. But the microtransactions that go on between these games it re- is a killer for me. I really dislike it. We have allowed it to happen. And it's capitalism at its best. You can't blame them. You're gonna, they're going to pay for it, supply and demand. But I miss the days of being able to get a complete video game. Like, I, you know, you used to do from Nintendo all the way up to, let's say, the PS2 for, with, the ex- with the exemption of giving you the example of the Raw versus SmackDown game. That case, you could get Jake the Snake if you, only if you had the PSP. And then you had to trade him into your PS2 console, which was, seemed cool. But at the same time, it was like, whoa. You know, I got to pay it. I got to get an extra little system and I pay it extra for the same game. To put them into my, to have a complete roster. And if you're a wrestling fan, you want Jake the Snake in the game. But, um, yeah, I really dislike the way the video game industry went with microtransactions and not giving you basically a complete game and making you pay a ridiculous amount for a $60 game. Again, next generation consoles, most likely seven. And you're going to pay an extra 40 bucks to get the complete game is ridiculous to me. I spend hours. I can't tell you how many hours I spent on Binding of Isaac. And I've, I enjoyed every minute of it. No microtransactions of that game. I spend hours on Marvel Alliance 3, The Dark Order. I believe there were some micro, there were bundles in that game. Which I could kind of understand because they give you a lot of characters right off the bat and you got to earn them. But to keep the game going, I st- I'm still not a fan of it. I spend hours on it. So it, it always, it's kind of, maybe I'm getting older too. I'm almost 40. You know, I got a couple of more years before I hit 40. So maybe it's that too, but it's just kind of like, wow, I'm buying a game for such and such money and now I got to pay double that down the line in buying extra stuff for the game. Free to play games like on the phone, I could I get it. That's how they suck you in, that's how they stay in business. Fortnite, never was a fan, but I get it. They you could stay on, on Fortnite forever with doing, you know, all these releases later. Look at um Grand Theft Auto's done the same thing. Grand Theft Auto 5 has been has expanded his lifespan for years. Call of Duty, Call of Duty's been doing and I've totally been turned off a of Call of Duty ever since it went futuristic. Um people still play that stuff online. From the PS3, people are still playing Call of Duty. Those servers are still up. I don't know how because ESPN killed most of their servers, which killed Fight Night. You 
Fight and Fight Night Four and um, Champions had great features where you could download people's creative fighters. So it expands your, you know, you could always expand your roster that way. But they killed the server, which disappointed me big time. Because those are not only great boxing games, but okay, I could always there's a new fighter. Oh, Deontay Wilder, somebody made him. I could download him into the game. Lomachenko, somebody made him. I could download him into the game. Anthony Joshua, Tyson Fury, etc. I could download them into the game. You can't do that no more. They killed the servers. ESPN is stingy with their servers. PlayStation as well has been stingy with their servers. But that's the business. If we keep continue allowing it to happen, that's what's going to happen. At the end of the day, you're going to be paying near $150 for a complete game. Does the lifespan survive over time? Yes. But to me, it, kill, it totally killed the game. and It's killing the gaming industry for me. Again, I'm becoming an old man. Younger guys like my son and, and my nephew and younger people in my family might not mind it. And so, you know, they have to actually pay for it themselves, you know. But nonetheless, that was my rant for this week. Again, I want to start trying to do my episodes more on Monday. It's just, I, I don't know. I, be, I don't be having topics to talk about. So I just go on these rants on Friday to t- <laughs> let you guys know how I feel. Also, this week was my niece slash goddaughter's birthday. Sky Jacqueline McWilliams. Happy birthday. Love you. Glad you enjoyed your birthday. Um, also, guys, again, there's a dope-ass podcast. Six Degrees of Ebbs. Talking about a lot of topics right now. The focus is The Office. You have to watch The Office. A lot of you folks have Netflix. I know you watched The Office before. You got Comedy Central. Watch The Office. This woman stacks it up for you. Gives you an explanation. You know what? You don't even have to watch The Office. Listen to her podcast. And you don't even have to watch The Office. She breaks it down. So good that it's going to make you want to watch the episode. Check out the Six Degrees of Ev. And I hope you guys enjoyed today's episode. Um, Again, look out for me on Monday. Maybe I'll have something. With this election, I'm always going to have a topic to talk about. But I don't want to focus so much on just politics. You know, if I could, I would just talk about boxing, guys, to be honest with you. But after a while, that would dry up. Uh, so check out for me on Monday. Thank you guys for listening. Check out the six degrees of ebbs. Please guys check out that podcast. I'm not exaggerating. If you're an office fan at the moment, she's going to talk about numerous topics, but right now the focus is on the office. She's more organized than I am. I could come on here and just rant about anything. I never write anything down. She has her stuff down packed like a librarian, but she's going to make you want to watch the office. Check out that podcast. Thank you guys for listening. Until next time, later. So, what did you think of the Life with Louie podcast? I love it, I love it, I love it. Thank you, Lord. He closes the show like the champion he is.